I think, to an extent, we've had our sermon this morning that God has been speaking through what people have been saying. And and that reading, talking about building each other up. It's just fantastic to hear what God is doing in people's lives. That is a sermon in and of itself to encourage us to build us up until we attain that fullness that Christ intends for us. This morning we come to the ninth commandment about not lying, telling the truth, not giving false testimony against our neighbour. Matthew 12 verse 34 says, For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. The real problem, Jesus is saying, is not what we say, but it's our heart, what comes out of our mouth. The lies that we tell are really an indication of what's inside of us. Matthew 15 verse 19 says, For out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, fornication, lying and slander. And the heart of the issue, when it comes to lying, is an issue of the heart. That's the real problem. If we are going to become people of integrity, really honest people, we have to deal not with our lips. We have to deal with what motivates us to lie. And once we understand that, we can begin to deal with the real issue. Lying is not our real problem. It's a symptom of a deeper problem. And there are different types of lies. And uh, the first lie is the cruel lie. The lie where we intentionally are destructive and malicious. Perhaps we tell a lie to get revenge. We, somebody's hurt us, we want to get revenge, so perhaps we'll tell something that's true, not true. We misrepresent them. We make up some lie about them. That's what the Sadducees did to Jesus, so that they could hang him on the cross. And the cruel lie is an intentional, mischievous lie. And behind that lie simply is resentment. We want to get our own back. And so we misrepresent and we tell a lie. But then there's a cowardly lie. I think children do this often, but even we can do it, maybe at work, to escape consequences, to avoid any form of punishment. We are trying to protect ourselves, prevent pain. Adam, in the garden, told this kind of lie. He knew that he'd done wrong, And when he sinned, he took it like a man and blamed his wife. And when we don't want to get into trouble, we tell a cowardly lie. And fear is the motivation behind this. Fear of what might happen to us. Fear of where we might end up. And so we lie. Then there's a conceited lie. When we lie to impress, to create an image, to cover up low self-esteem, so we brag when we exaggerate and prop ourselves up, make ourselves seem better than we actually are, it's a conceited lie. And behind this is insecurity. And when we pull away the layers, you find a very frightened, insecure person. And we begin to tell these stories about ourselves because we don't think we're good enough, people won't like us, so we brag and exaggerate. And at the root of that is insecurity about who we are. Then there's a calculated lie. 
where we try to manipulate other people. We want our way. And I think what we are seeing at the moment in our general election campaign is this type of lie. From all our politicians, from whatever side, they want to get something so they will tell a lie to manipulate us to vote for them. But we can do it as well. And it can be motivated by greed or selfishness. The lie that says, this is what I want, therefore I'm going to do whatever it takes to get it, even if I have to lie. Con men use it all the time. I think politicians use it all the time. We want what we want, so we lie to get it. And it's basically selfishness. Then there's a convenient lie. Because sometimes we feel it takes effort to tell the truth. We can do it with our children. They ask us to explain something. We don't want to take the time. So we tell some sort of convenient lie. Because it takes time to explain. Or we don't want to get involved with something. Or we're too busy to check the facts. And we spread something. False gossip. The the convenient lie is because we don't want to take the time. And there's laziness. The Bible says in Psalm 34, would you like to enjoy life? Do you want a long life and happiness? Keep from speaking evil and telling lies. So we come back to that point that Jesus said this what's in our heart that's going to come out of our mouth. So the heart of the issue is the issue of the heart. If our heart is filled with resentment, we may well find ourselves telling a lie. If our heart is filled with fear and worry, then we may tell the cowardly lie. If our heart is filled with insecurity about who we are, then we find ourselves telling conceited lies. If our heart is filled with selfishness, we may tell the captive lazy lie to get what we want. If we're filled with laziness, we may well tell the convenient lie. So how can we break this habit of lying? And in the first place, the beginning of honesty is a confession of dishonesty. Always a starting point. If we want to be the people of integrity, honest people, we have to be honest with ourselves and with God that says, I am a liar. I admit it. And how many lies does it take to be a liar? Well, actually only one. So we ask Christ to forgive us and give us the power to change and put that new heart in us. We may not change immediately overnight, but as we ask God to to fill us, He begins to replace the deception with truth as we allow Christ more and more control in our hearts. Earlier we sang, I surrender all. We need to surrender every aspect of our life, including this. You know, if we're more interested in reputation, we will lie to build our reputation. Reputation is what other people think we are, but character is who we really are. Reputation is what we want everybody to believe about us. But character is what we are in the dark. Reputation may impress people, but it's character that impresses God. And character is what lasts for eternity. And when we say to God that we are more interested in our character than our reputation, then we will tell the truth, even if it's not good for our reputation. Because it builds us up who we are. And we ask God, when we come to him and confess it, we ask him to put that new heart within us to change us. But how can we be honest in a dishonest world? How do we tell the truth? Because God says, uh, God says lying is an intention to mislead 
And even if we're telling only half a truth, we're still telling a whole lie. We can lie by falsifying, we can lie by concealing. So we need to tell the truth. To not be deceptive. So how do we tell the truth? Well, we first of all, tell the truth completely. Proverbs 10, verse 10 says, Someone who holds back the truth causes trouble. He's talking about concealing the truth. And what kind of trouble? Well, we can cause resentment, mistrust, superficiality. And we get into trouble by not saying what we mean and not meaning what we say. And if we're not honest in relationships, eventually the relationship will explode, whether it's in a friendship relationship or a marriage relationship. If we are being honest with our uh, spouse in our marriage, we are undermining our marriage. God says, tell the truth completely. Proverbs 28, verse 23 says, In the end, people appreciate frankness more than flattery. It can be unpleasant at first. I suspect if I were to ask you to put your hand up and say, do you agree that honesty is the best policy? Most of you, if not all of you, would put up your hand and say, yes, honesty is the best policy. But when it comes down to being honest, if we think it will cause a confrontation, we don't always think it's such a good idea after all. We think, oh, well, actually, I'll just avoid that confrontation and tell a lie. But actually, in the end, people appreciate honesty. So we need to tell the truth completely, and then we need to tell it consistently. Because being honest, even 80% of the time, 90% of the time, 95% of the time, that is not integrity. That is not telling the truth. Because it's like the little boy who cried wolf. Eventually we don't know who, what the truth is. Is that part of the 5%, 10%, 20% of not telling the truth? We cannot trust people and people won't trust us. So we need to tell the truth completely but also consistently so people can believe what we're saying. The Bible says, let our lives lovingly express the truth in all things, speaking truly, dealing truly, living truly. And honesty is to be a lifestyle. It becomes who we are. Proverbs 11 verse 3 says, people who can't be trusted are destroyed by their own dishonesty. Dishonesty destroys. We don't actually have a good enough memory to be a good liar. If we lie, we have to remember what we have said to each person. If we tell the truth at all times, we don't have to remember anything because we've always told the truth. And lying sabotages success, it destroys relationships, it damages character. And God says simply, don't do it. Tell the truth to each other consistently. And actually, every relationship we have, doesn't matter who it's with, every relationship we have, built on trust. And truth-telling produces trust-building. Deception destroys trust. If we are a dishonest person, pretty soon we will have destroyed our relationship because nobody can trust us. Proverbs 13, verse 7 says, Reliable communication permits progress. When we're truthful and hanging there, we make progress. So we need to tell the truth completely We need to tell it consistently. But being honest does not mean being brutal. We need to tell the truth lovingly. Ephesians 4 verse 15 we read says, Speak the truth in a spirit of love. We must never use truth as a club. We must never beat people over the head with the truth. 
if we want to help people change, we've got to remember two things. People change easier and people change faster when we speak in a spirit of love. And people always perceive truth without love as an attack. It doesn't matter if we are telling the truth. If we do it without love, they will resist it, become dissenters against it, and no one to hear it because they perceive it as an attack. So we must speak the truth in love. And how do we know if we are speaking the truth in love? Well, we need to ask ourselves the question, who are we trying to benefit from this? Are we trying to change people so things will be easier on us? Or are we really sharing this with the friend or the loved one because we really care about them and want them to be the best they can be? If we are truly doing it for their benefit, then that's speaking the truth in love. The Bible says, speak only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So we need to tell the truth completely, consistently, lovingly, and connect with that. If we need to share a a tough truth, the solution is never deception. Consider who are we not being honest with? What problem are we ignoring in a relationship? What are we pretending is not there? What what would we not face up to because we're afraid to take the truth about ourselves or somebody else? The truth always tests friends. What Jesus says, we know the truth. Truth always tests friends. So we need to tell it lovingly and tactfully, as well as completely and indifferently. Thoughtless words can wound as deeply as any sword, but wisely spoken words can heal. With what we say to people, we have an option. We can either hurt people or we can heal them. We can develop people or we can destroy them. We can build them up or we can tear them down. We can delight or we can damage others. Our words have tremendous power. And if you think about emotional wounds last longer than physical wounds, just think about what people said about you. And they may have said it to you when you were a child, but you can still remember it. Whereas physical wounds, even a broken leg or an arm, we may have broken that as a child and it's no problem. That saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me, is deeply connected. (coughs) We need to share the truth lovingly, but also tactfully. And when we speak the truth completely, consistently, lovingly, and tactfully, we will learn, we will make a point, we will help people without making an enemy. It can save our marriage. It can save our relationship with our children. It can save uh, our work with the people we work with and save our relationship with the people we care about. In Proverbs 16, verse 23, it's intelligent people that speak before they act. And we need to contemplate <coughs> before we speak. We need to put our mind in order before we put our mouth. always told the truth, but you always
go to 